1: and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. You might be thinking, wow, you've got some energy on you, Matt. What time is it? It's five to midnight. Yes, FP2 has finished. I had a shower to try and just wake me up a little bit before then going to sleep to then wake up probably sometime in the middle of the night, to then put the YouTube video of this up. It's some serious commitment for the P1 lifestyle, isn't it, Tom?
2: It sure is. I
1: just called you Tom. That's so weird. That I meant Tommy. That sound
2: weird. Thomas?
1: I think it's because <laughs> I've been booking
2: a flight for you. <laughs> so
1: I just didn't think of you as Tommy for a second.
2: That is weird. Yeah, full day of practice back. Um, did it feel weird to you to just have a, a full day of nothingness?
1: I actually... I tweeted this as well. I feel some sort of relief. I, I feel like we're back to what Formula One is, in my mind, obviously being a uh, a hardcore, long, long-term long F1 fan that's known not much different. Uh, to have three practice sessions, yeah, maybe the pra- there's too many practice sessions, but just to have Saturday, tomorrow, the big day for Quali, and then Sunday, the big day for the race, is something that, I don't think I will ever change my mind of that being the format it should be.
2: Yeah, fair. Um, Yeah, it's a weird one because practice for me, uh, I was so against it, but I actually didn't mind having a fairly chilled day of just like the weekend building. And yeah, excited for tomorrow.
1: I don't know if that's just your laziness talking as well, but um, either or, before we get into it, uh, we've got a five-star review. If you want yours read out, then please leave a five-star review and tell us why you love this podcast. And it really helps us a lot. So thank you so much. This one comes in from esauce 360 from the United States of America. That was a terrible accent. The best Formula One podcast ever. Wow, you can rely on these two gents to provide great insight, opinions, and explanations for all things F1. I enjoy you two waffling in my ears while at work delivering mail. This was the first choice. We're so happy for you. No, this was the right choice. God, you can tell it's midnight, can't you? I can't even read. This was the right choice. We're so happy for you. Keep up the great content. P.S. More Frank, please. Well, thankfully, One of the only podcasts I think we've ever recorded, Tommy, where Frank is probably asleep.
2: Yeah, I think he is. He's gone to bed. So no yapping, no
1: silly washed yawn predictions from (laughs) him either. Um, Anyway, let's move to our first talking point. Nick DeVries still struggling. Now, I actually thought this session started at half past the hour. So I whacked on the TV about 10 minutes in, maybe 15 minutes into FP1 and gone, what? What's going on? Then you text me as well saying, oh, I thought it was on a half past. So both of us messed up. I don't know if there was some communication issues going on uh, from some media outlet, but we missed Nick DeVries spinning off and damaging the car already. My prediction's in the bin.
2: Your prediction was in the bin. Couldn't believe it when I when I found out. Yeah. He um, spun off early in the session, uh, had a bit of damage uh can't find a replay of it or anything only just like a a quick picture but yeah i can't seem to find a video of it um again we missed the start of the session so i don't know if they did show it but um from what i've seen yeah damaged uh damaged the car and didn't actually go out for the rest of um fp1 and then also got noted for dangerous driving just to make it even worse
1: by going backwards around the track to do a spin turn i mean i'm not That sounds like F1 game lobby kind of stuff where you you do a hot lap and then you do a 180 to come back into the pits rather than uh, doing a whole nother lap because you just want to speed it up. Anyway, we missed that, but I just can't believe it. My prediction was that he wasn't going to crash all weekend. Now, technically, if you were to go into the dictionary, the weekend is a Saturday and a Sunday. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start getting uh, some serious no, definitions we, we this coming def- out. This Friday definition. is not part of the weekend; it is a work day, Tommy. Anyway, um, Nick phrase P20 in FP1 and P19 in FP2. Question from at Jones underscore RF873: Are Alpha Tauri the worst car on the grid? Ooh. They're very much down there. I think they have been for most of this. This season, really. They've not shown any real signs of 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 improvement apart from Sonoda scoring a point or two. It's that's been more of the fact I think Yuki has outdriven the car, if anything. Um I, I definitely don't want to slander them too much, but I think they are one of the weakest pairings on the grid, as well as the fact that the car isn't that good. Now, I, I backed Yuki, your boy, from the beginning. So I'm not saying he's had a, having a bad season, but when you Compare it to all the other driver lineups on the grid; they are probably one of the weakest as well.
2: Yeah, they're a young, uh, well, not I guess Nick De Vries isn't particularly young, uh, but inexperienced duo, um, if you like. But it's difficult to say if AlphaTauri are the worst car on the grid because it kind of changes here and there. Yuki's done a really good job this season of actually getting almost into the points every race, and you know getting some points as well. And, uh, yeah, Nick De Vries had an absolute um, stinker. But I don't think there is a far and away the worst car, like maybe years gone by where Williams was so far behind everyone else and then Haas was so far behind everyone else. I don't think there's one car that's, you know, a second off the pace and is always kind of the meme getting lapped. Um, I think every team has scored a point already. So it just shows that there's not really a a bad car in there. Um, But the Alpha Tauri certainly isn't great. And particularly when they've got Nick DeVries at the wheel. Sorry. Oh, (laughs) Oh, A
1: little sorry afterwards to soften the blow. Yeah. It's definitely a fight between Williams, Alpha Tauri and Alfa Romeo for the slowest car on the grid, I think. And it seems to uh, change and and move around as we, as we go between weekends. I'm just, I'm just so shocked that Nick DeVries had a crash that early on because Mm. I think you've seen so many examples of of previous, whether it be rookies or someone that's just lost confidence, is that they will then just try and build up, and it might even take another weekend or two to actually build that confidence back up, and you don't take any risks. You just want to finish races. You want to finish sessions because that's the way that you learn more about the car and you get the setup uh, to where you need it to be. To have that mistake so early on in FP1, is is kind of unforgivable in some ways, I would say. Unless there was something specifically wrong with the car, which we haven't been alerted to, that kind of mistake is where I think the likes of Helmet Marco goes, Really? Like yeah. you've just come off the back of Baku, crashing in
2: two sessions. You can't come here and do the same thing. It's needless spotlight, isn't it? Because even even if you just keep out the walls, don't have any major moments and you're kind of anonymous. And even if you're slow, it's better than yeah, like having a spin because, you know, it gets put not not the F1 Twitter decide who uh who should be good and bad. But um They you do know, They do. They do. Um but at the end of the day, you know, the memes come out, oh Nick DeBreeze, and it's all over Twitter again going, you know, what is this guy doing? So um yeah, it's not it's not a great look. Um And, yeah, he desperately needs to just have a race weekend where he doesn't do something wrong.
1: Did you remember first predictions we made on P1? Mm, Yes, I I do. uh, What I said about Nick DeVries losing his seat? Yeah. And you looked at me and was like, I don't think that'll happen. I'm pretty sure it was something along those lines. Maybe not as smug as as that particular rendition, but whether he'll be replaced by Daniel Ricciardo, which I think was my uh, crazy, crazy prediction, we'll have to wait and see. But yes, he needs to pick up his game. He has to have a great weekend now. No excuses, I think, for Nick De Vries. Um, another driver that crashed was Nico Hülkenberg, uh, who lost it out of turn two, just got off the racing line ever so slightly, and the car just went round. Just He just lost it. You saw there was a slight bit of correction on the steering wheel out of turn two, washed in wide, round he goes, and then, yeah, front right was smashing into the wall. Uh, and you did a funny tweet, Tommy, which I'll allow everyone to, uh, uh, for you to share to everyone. Uh,
2: I just found it uh, slightly amusing that, yeah, Hulkenberg was running in the top three when he uh, spun and hit the wall, <laughs> which is just, you just couldn't write it, could you? Sometimes the jokes write themselves.
1: They really do. I didn't notice that. It was a good. It was a very good tweet. I think that will uh, take some beating this weekend, Tommy. But Thank you. It, I mean, it wasn't wasn't a massive crash for Hulk. It was just one of those that obviously not in the rest of the session, but um, it's not like a complete total. And I think that's all the drivers that crashed in either FP one or FP two, isn't it, Tommy? We don't need to speak about mm, anyone else at any point no. during the rest of this video. Let's focus quickly still on FP one. Mercedes were fastest, and we were wondering hold on a second, what's going on? I very nearly tweeted for the 18th time, Mercedes are back, question mark, but I didn't. (laughs) I just didn't want to do it. I'm glad I didn't because FP1 was not representative at all when you look to FP2 and the times there, I think Max Verstappen went a a whopping 2.2 seconds quicker in FP2 than, than FP1. And that's purely just down to the fact that it's a new track surface. And that means the track is as green and green meaning Low, low grip uh, as as you can possibly find a track. I would say, and then you, as the cars go round, of course the rubber gets laid down and it gets quicker and quicker. And so the evolution is is even more so uh, around Miami. Um, so, yes, as much as Mercedes fans might have got excited as soon as FP two started, the excitement soon faded. I think,
2: yeah, it didn't really matter in the end when you had that that first session. It was like, oh, hang on a minute, uh, but no, the the track evolution is so extreme here because. It is a dusty boy, and uh, that's exactly what Hulkenberg found. Um, we'll talk this about this a bit later, but yeah, a tiny bit offline, and it, you're having a bad time.
1: Oh, that thing that swiftly kind of moves into FP two, doesn't it? And going offline, and potentially making mistakes. And okay, Charleroi crashed at the end of FP two. Sure did. I don't want to talk about it. We've now reached over midnight, so it's very much sleep time.
2: And all it's I'm in the going the be dreaming it happened of, yesterday.
1: <laughs> some people say get over it, you know what I mean? Uh and and I'm over it. It took me, yeah, it took me a day, but uh it's a new day now. It's Saturday. Uh but yes, it was a again a, an error a very small error but one that has quite big consequences even though you wouldn't think on the on paper when you look at that corner you go, oh, there's plenty of runoff. It's fine." But the problem is Charles got a swapper. And then, by the time he actually corrected it, he's still going at too far, too fast of a speed to to be able to slow it down. Then you lock up, and then you straighten the wall. Front right was absolutely crumbled, and it was yeah, it was that point where I was like, "I'm going to bed." Oh no, wait, I've got to do a podcast and talk about it with Tommy.
2: And everyone's going to tune in to because they want to know your reaction because you we're on Twitch. It's um, only
0: practice. It is
2: only practice, I guess. Um, yeah, no major damage done. Really, um, he came on the radio and said, "You know, the car's fine." They were talking about, you know, uh, the floor and all that kind of stuff. So they've got a lack
1: of spare parts for this weekend. Yeah, uh, in terms of the new floor and so on. So
2: not did damage that by the sound of it, which is uh, all good. And um, look, it's a it's a, it's a small mistake, really. Like just pushing and finding the limits, but it's better that they're they're quick than um being slow and like making an error so um Ferrari looking pretty good has to be said looking looking like they're the the second fastest car again so it's not like it's um a, an absolute nightmare day for Ferrari i think they can be pretty happy with uh finishing second and third in FPT
1: yeah and i'll absolutely take my poll prediction being wrong if it means yours is right, and we have Charles <laughs> Leclerc back on pole, uh, although it does seem very ominous once again, uh, the Red Bull pace uh, at the end of FP2. Verstappen was clear by just over three-tenths of a second to Signs, and then Leclerc uh, a little bit further back uh, in the point threes as well. Um, Signs looking a little bit better this weekend. Mm. I think that's probably worth mentioning after his very under par uh, Baku performance and him not having confidence in the car. I think that when he looks at that FP2 session, especially with his teammate, as much as he wouldn't be happy to see his teammate in the wall, but he'll be like, ah, it's not just me. And sometimes Charles will struggle with the car as well. And he's done all right so far.
2: He has. Yeah, he would be happy with that. Um, Yeah, I mean, if he can out-qualify Charles Leclerc, um, it doesn't happen all that often. Um, uh, Not in the last... uh, Uh, this year and the the season gone by so uh yeah science is looking pretty tidy around here
0: hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter
1: Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, the French Open promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Question from at Conman81. Is Checo actually this slow, or is he just holding back his pace for qualifying and the race on Sunday? I mean, saying this slow, he's just over four tenths slower uh, at the end of FP2. I don't think we can analyse it too much. I think Checo has looked pretty good. Uh, he's had moments of, of blistering pace, but then getting held up in that that horrible sort of um, sequence of corners uh, towards the end of the lap before the back straight, where there's loads of cars usually there and drivers not getting a, a clear lap. And that's going to be interesting to watch in Q1, especially tomorrow or today, technically for us. Um, where traffic will, could play a, a very big part, and and some drivers may even uh, be result, uh, get some sort of penalty. So, um, I don't think Perez is that far off. I think Verstappen may well have a tenth or two in hand, but I don't think it's as big as Perez being as slow as the Ferraris. In my opinion, what do you make of it, Tommy? Are you do you think Perez is going to be slower than the two Ferraris?
2: I don't think you could write Perez off just from a from a practice session. Um, I'm They're sure. Wolves. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure even in Baku, uh, in FP1, uh, Verstappen was miles clear of uh, Perez and some some of the laps they were doing. And um, it was like, oh, why is Perez six tenths down? And then um, eventually, you know, found his way and uh, was right on the pace. So um, still got yet another practice session tomorrow, uh, which feels very novel now to have three after we only had one last uh, last week. Um, so yeah, I, I don't. I think Perez will get back up to speed and uh, be all good.
1: Now, one big talking point uh, is around the track itself. Is it going to be a terrible race? Is yes. overtaking going to be difficult? <laughs> well, the FIA decided let's make it more difficult before the weekend even begun uh, by shortening the DRS zone uh, on the back straight. So that's right, Tom, isn't it? It was. It's a later activation. Uh, two of them zone, have
2: been shortened. Actually, two, yeah.
1: of yeah. so two of them. So even worse three. than what I uh, first thought, which is, I, I don't know why they would do that uh, off the back of Baku, where not only are they shorten the DRS. Uh, zone there but also we saw very little overtaking we saw drivers with 50 lap old tires being able to keep back drivers that had stopped and had much fresher tires um so it is a very strange decision because You'd think the only reason they would do that is if there is a genuine safety concern, uh, but as far as I'm aware, that's not the case. But not only that; not only that is the is one of the, the concerns for us around overtaking. It's very dirty offline, as we saw with Holkenberg, as we saw with Charles Leclerc, as we saw with Hamilton. I think at one point, so many of the drivers just making a very tiny error off the racing line, and all the grip goes that they they lose the car, they might crash, whatever. So as much as on one side you go, oh, the drivers might make mistakes, it'll make for an exciting race. You're looking at the other side, you go, but how do overtakes happen? They have to go offline.
2: Yeah, and that was the main problem last year. And it sounds just as bad this year. Um, I think it was Jensen Button was like hyping it up. Like it was this really exciting thing that it was like, oh, it's going to be really exciting because you can't, you can't get your wheel even a centimeter off the racing line because otherwise you're going to make a mistake. And I just saw, heard that and thought, uh, so no one can even attempt an overtake during the race because otherwise you're just going to. Uh, it's not even the fact that you're going to have to break offline. You'll dirty your tyres up and then you're going to struggle into the next few corners. So, um, yeah... Very and this concerning. is also as
1: well the the exact same issue we had last year. Yeah, yeah, hundred. I, I know it's a complete different, uh, complete, completely different track surface, and it seems as though the track uh, has held up quite well with um, the new there. It's... resurfacing. Yeah, they don't race. it. They're literally sticking it round a stadium. Like it, it's, it's a it's a temporary circuit, but the problem is. What are they going to do about it moving forward? Miami is obviously here to stay as a racetrack and they're loving it. I think that they can't say a bad word about it either. All the commentary, the presenting team, everything you see is, oh my God, America is incredible. I even heard, right, Martin Brundle saying... I know exactly what you're going to say. Ah, look Look at the the crowd. crowd. They're absolutely (laughs) buzzing. And you see the camera pan... And you see half-filled grandstands. I, I, I remember looking at the, the footage going, there's actually not that many people there. I don't know if that's what you thought, Tommy. Oh, as much exactly as they were trying the same, very, yeah. very sneaky angles of like, oh, let's, let's, let's point it up slightly so it looks like the whole grandstand's full and they're all going mental. But if I look at what Friday at Silverstone is, it's packed to the rafters. You can't, you can't get anywhere at any point during a weekend anymore. Miami, it was, it was half-empty.
2: Yeah, it was it was weird. Um, it's difficult because I don't want anyone on this uh, podcast to think that we're just kind of bad-mouthing America for no reason because we love Kota to bits. Like, is one of my favourite races on the calendar. The crowd are amazing. Yeah. Uh, that, to me, feels like a proper race for, like, proper fans. I'm uh, not saying the people that go to my mouth, it's are proper, proper fans, but it's a proper circuit. There's so many amazing American circuits out there. I am absolutely not against there being more American races, but for me, Miami is just not a good circuit. And then um, it seems like they hype up so much over nothing. It's all hype. Um, and watching wh- whether it was deliberate or not, um, that was one of my takeaways from from practice that I just feel like a lot of the the coverage and everything was kind of almost like they were trying to convince themselves how great it was even when it wasn't <laughs> like you, could, yeah, don't, you don't have to lie about there being a massive crowd when there isn't do you know what
1: i mean exactly uh, and, and don't get me wrong i was lucky enough to be in miami last year and i saw a bit of the action on the friday um and i loved it i thought it was an amazing experience like actually being there ev- like everything they did all the things they put up was was awesome and the vibes were were great but that didn't make me ever think god that uh, this circuit is well good i just remember looking at going yeah this is this has been restricted slightly mm-hmm. uh, because they have to go round a stadium
2: and i don't um, like that that it, it's bad enough like the, the circuit layout itself i don't particularly like um the the very twisty um chicane that is just awful for a modern Uh, Formula 1 car that's like a boat where you just can't you know old school Formula 1 cars where they were half the weight and more twitchy and stuff yeah you could maybe dive up the inside or switch for a different line there but they just look so so clumsy around there Uh, and then it doesn't particularly lead itself well onto that main straight which is the main part of overtaking and you've got a shorter DRS zone And you can't go offline. And I don't know what the solution is either, because they're never going to race there. It's not like you have IndyCar races there or Formula E races there. So it's getting used all the time and offline is going to help because at the end of the day in practice, they're not driving three wide to clean the track up for the race. They're just driving on the racing line. So the own is going to be even worse because there'll just be one line.
1: Yeah. It's an interesting, I, mean, I was just trying to think of other circuits that are temporary and are absolutely okay. Uh, I mean, Monaco is obviously kind of temporary in the fact that they build it up and put it back down, but it's all, it's like a, a well bedded in road essentially, isn't it? It's not mm. really a, it's not really a, well, a track yeah. so, you know, that it doesn't get resurfaced or, or whatnot. And I, it's, it's difficult. I, I i don't think there is a solution um one thing i do like actually is the fact that they've opened the paddock into the hard rock stadium i think that's awesome (laughs) that 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 looks really cool uh but yeah again these are the things that we're talking
2: about miami when a lot of us uh, and i'm sure the majority of people listening to this podcast just want a good race and they and while it is cool when we you know i'm i'm hope i really hope this i hope this ages badly everything we're saying now and we have a great race but well there is a bit of rain you know i mean yeah i hope so but say we're 40 laps into the race we've not seen a single overtake um the last thing I care about is that the the paddock's cool. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, well, yeah, yeah, I know, and and I think you know we
1: are we are the, the 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 racing fans, the Formula One fans that that love that sort of stuff. But Formula One are trying to comment to accommodate yeah, those that yeah. don't like Formula One, and they want them to come in the door and be like, and they're, "Oh my God, they're in the Hard Rock Stadium. That's cool. Oh, let's go and watch it." And I've seen so many tweets of people going like, "Oh my God, what is going on here?" You know, like these F one fans that are just so mortified by these people that have no idea about the sport holding things that are like f1 replica it's 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 just a weekend weekend as hardcore f1 fans we just have to get through uh <laughs> and we just need to enjoy it for it'll what it is down. just soak it in and it'll be back to normal we'll be in we'll imola be back. soon
2: enough <laughs> yeah we'll
1: be in imola we'll be in spain soon enough and then we can all go back to hardcore racing where again nothing happens um so yeah it's uh it's fine i don't mind it too much um it's it's a different experience uh, i just same with you tommy i just don't like the fact that they try and hype like hype the things that are worth hyping don't yeah. hype the things that you can literally see before your eyes are not hype worthy you know
2: yeah yeah definitely no it, it did really feel like that like don't, don't don't be here saying that it's a great thing that you can't uh, go three centimeters offline. That's not a good thing. What I did, um,
1: what I did enjoy again, to do with Martin Brundle because he was down on the track was the security guard that looked really angry that he got near the, the wall. Did you see that bit? No,
2: I'm, I must've missed
1: that. Oh, you missed that bit. Uh, you must be doing your ironing or something as a, as a fully grown adult <laughs> during your free practice sessions. But he, he, um, he was, I think it was at turn four. I can't remember which turn it was, but he was, kind of standing near the edge of where the opening is, where the, the, the marshals are, um, and he's pointing around or whatever, and then the camera sort of pans away to him to show some cars, comes back, and then Martin's kind of shuffled in towards where the wall is, and you've just got the security guard with his arms completely folded, looking really quite angry. Oh, no. uh, I think Sky, Sky Sports F1 shared the clip of it, so you have to go and check oh, that out. I'll but that out. That was, yeah, very, very humorous. Okay, that I think sums up the practice roundup and why the racing is going to be absolutely dreadful potentially, but then, Hey, look what we're doing. We might be doing something special here, Tommy. eh? Hey, 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 cool, 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 cool. What What is your final
2: thoughts? (laughs) Um, Goodness me. Final thoughts. It's
1: 20 past midnight. Final thoughts. This could be really interesting. Insightful.
2: (sighs) Insightful stuff. I will say that. Looking at um, the FP2 or I uh, know what I will Please say. Stand
1: by, everyone. Okay. We'll get there shortly.
2: <laughs> it's very late. What <laughs> I, I will can hear say? Tommy's brain wearing. Yeah. Um, practice is all right. After all that,
1: what on earth is that
2: final thought? Well, I was practice very. Practice
1: is all right.
2: Yeah, because. Because you know um, we've gone you're, back you're, you're to put it put your hands up, yeah, put my hands up and saying yeah i will I will admit, I can see why some people just enjoy the chill vibes, uh, and actually and less is yes, less is more, more. yeah."
1: There you go. I thought I'd wrap up your final thought for you um, because <laughs> that could have gone one of many ways. Uh, my final thoughts are, yeah, bring it on. Miami's going to be uh, quite something to experience. We're all going to be there, probably moaning about it on Twitter, but we'll have a great time doing it and uh, we'll be there with you tomorrow for qualifying. Fingers crossed it'll be a banger. Charlotte Leclerc for poll. If Tommy's prediction is right, I'll take it. And we'll see you very soon tomorrow for another video slash podcast. Bye. Bye. It's time for bed.
0: P1 is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?